Because of the following special program, Wonder Woman and the Incredible Hulk will not be presented this evening. To a very special Blokebusters episode, I'm Paul and today I'm here with everyone that helped me go over my initial watch of the original Star Wars trilogy because, well, I'm kind of a glutton for punishment and I thought it would be a good idea to round it all off by watching the Star Wars Holiday Special, despite the fact that Mike actually attempted to tell me just how bad it was. And I didn't listen. So. I want to be clear. No, no. I want to be clear. I refused to watch it. I did not watch it. It's not so bad it's good. It's bad. I told you, don't watch it. It's not fun. There are only a few things I like in life. B. Arthur and Star Wars. And this ruins both of them. So I'm not watching it again. I will be grumpy the whole time. I'm a fan of the Magic Tavern. So this is like like going to like a baseball stadium and meeting like your hero and being like, want to have a catch? He says the hero to you and you're like... And the, her- you- and the hero's saying, hey man, I'm just a hot dog vendor. You want to watch the players. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> that's kind of what it's like that I had to talk to the hot dog vendor. He's my hero. This Mike, place. if I may, it sounds like you said you like B. Arthur in Star Wars. Well, my yeah. man... Beatrice Arthur is the star of the Star Wars Holiday Special, so... Indeed. (laughs) Thank you for being... No room to confine. (laughs) You're a pal and a confidant. I can say that completely. (laughs) Yes, and and as you can tell, yes, I do have Mike, Adel, and B-Rob all back so that we can can kind of dive into this. And, yeah, I, I honestly, I'd heard stories... I'll be, yeah, I will be completely honest there. I've heard stories about how bad this was. I have heard some of the cast basically saying just how weird this is. And yeah, it is. I knew that, that this was not rebroadcast after the one and only time it aired, uh, which was the Friday before Thanksgiving in <laughs> 1978. And it pushed out Wonder Woman and the Incredible Hulk so that they could air it. And uh, from pretty much all accounts, everyone was incredibly pissed that that happened. So, <laughs> so yeah. Uh, so, for anyone that has absolutely no idea what this holiday special is, um, I don't either, even though I've seen it. But uh, it's set between A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back. It stars... Is it really? It Wait, is. Wait, hold on. That's hugely problematic. <laughs> this is set during a war? Yep. Yep. Are it you is. kidding me? I am not kidding you. It is officially set between <laughs> A New Hope and The Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> it, this was the introduction. Oh, my parents are all crispy. Let me say hi to Chewbacca and his fake Hanukkah holiday. Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> This is ridiculous. I hope I'm great at being a spiritual monk knight and can't, like, have love anymore or have a girlfriend. Oh, let me go see what's happening on the tree planet for weird Christmas. This is ridiculous. I feel like canonically it would make sense to have this air right before, to have this set before A New Hope. Because after this shit show, then the creators of Star Wars can go, wait, 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 A New Hope? (laughs) <laughs> There's hope for this series. These characters aren't all bad. Mm-mm. Don't yeah. worry. Don't worry. It's not the worst thing ever. There's not things dancing on a table. No, no, no. And, and uh, in fact, this, this particular thing is the introduction of uh, Boba Fett. <laughs> this is officially the first thing he was ever yeah. in. So, cartoon, there you go. Right? There's that. Also, this does Wait, feature... Wait, hold on. Boba Fett's not doing something ridiculous like riding a dinosaur, is he? Um, you know what? Yes, he Maybe. is! That's what Boba <laughs> Fett's doing! The coolest bounty hunter of all time is Fred Flintstoning, Fred Flintstoning around on a dinosaur. So his feet are coming out of the bottom of the dinosaur? No, he, like at the end of the song, have, you have a doodah, and when he, like when he gets out of work. Oh, no. I, I'm familiar with Fred Flintstone. <laughs> when he surfs off the, off the dinosaur. I, I think that one went sailing over. <laughs> uh, look, yeah. look, okay, look, 
I got the joke. I got the joke, everyone. I'm grumpy. I'm upset this thing is real. I've said I would be grumpy. I refuse to watch it. I didn't watch it. Yeah, well, fair enough. You, you're probably the smartest one out of all of us. Um, so, yes. Well, I, I, do have a, I do have a secret to reveal, which uh-huh. is I started watching this, and I had heard from so many people that this was just the worst thing imaginable. And I, I'm a glutton for punishment. I really enjoy watching bad movies. One of my favorite movies that I legit enjoy is Nothing But Trouble with Chevy Chase and Demi Moore. Oh, and yeah, Tupac yeah. I would rather Kennedy. watch that. Yeah, but but I love I love that kind of stuff. So I'm like, here we go. Like, let's get ready. I got uh, I want to say half an hour into it, and I this for the first time in my life, I was like, I cannot do this anymore, and I turned it off. And I and I apologize to you. I'm not prepared to I'm I'm not prepared to talk about the full thing. But I literally could not get through this. Yeah, um, that similar similar <laughs> instance here. I, I I think I put in a group text earlier today that like I couldn't finish it. <laughs> So what I wind yep. up doing is um, I think I fast forward the first 12 minutes because the Smart. version that I've watched <laughs> that uh, Paul sent us, um, it was all Wookiee talk and there was no yeah. subtitles. So nope, that was not relevant to not. Me, me watching. So I just skipped that first whole 12 minutes. Oh, yeah. Then, that um, absolutely fine. And then any <laughs> musical number I skipped. And just, so you made it yeah. to like 20 minutes to the end then. <laughs> then um, just about all the Wookiee dialogue I skipped. Um, I watched yep. the, the animated portion of it. Yep. And um, that was... It's about two thirds of the way through that one. To, so, yeah. to center... It, to, I can't... Uh, I cannot fathom the amount of cocaine that went into <laughs> the people in a room in the 70s saying, let's do a two-hour holiday special. It will revolve around a family that doesn't talk. In fact, for the first 11 minutes, it will just be a series of screams mm-hmm. and, gr- and grunts, <laughs> and that'll do. That that was, I couldn't, oh. the When Lumpy screams, or whatever he does, chirps, that is the most obnoxious sound in the world. Yeah. If you don't know, Lumpy <laughs> is some sort of relative to Chewbacca, and he's a, he's a younger but somehow less cute uh, Wookiee, and he makes this, you're right, I forgot about it. It's like a, it's like, you know when you hear a bird call in like a museum and it's playing through some, like you go to a Mm -hmm, natural history mm -hmm. museum and it's playing through some (laughs) crappy speaker that every old lady and kindergartner has shoved their ear up to. That's what it kind of says. So it's, it's like kind of this like, it's very odd. And that's the intro. That's the first 11 minutes is just screams. Yes. There's not a single word said. Not it subtitled screams for 11 either. minutes. And not, yeah, exactly. Yep. You can't even, I mean, you can glean what they're saying because the people inside the suits will tilt their head nonstop. Like nobody's not tilting their head constantly. And so you, you can kind of glean like, oh, the grandpa hates the grandson and wants to eat him. And like the mom is like, stop. So. <laughs> it, but it's why are we seeing this like it's exhausting yeah no absolutely and uh, uh, apparently even though lucas is uncredited as a writer it was his idea to build it around chewbacca's family smart uh, if i wrote this i would be uncredited too yeah <laughs> and supposedly there was a writer that was concerned about the fact that it's entirely centered on a species that grunt without subtitles uh, but lucas was completely unwilling to budge on that um they also went through two different directors so the first one was uh, david akumba who was brought in to kind of make them different compared to other variety shows mm-hmm. but because uh, because he was unfamiliar with multi-camera setup and he was why did he get fucking hired can i tell you as a full-time <laughs> artist and i'm sure other people here can relate like getting work is very difficult so the yeah. idea that someone got to touch star wars <laughs> I, i'm never going to stop this in like incense tone by the way so i need to pull it back someone got to use got the- to put their hands on star wars and they're like have you ever done anything like this before and they're like oh no I've never directed even a sitcom. I've never stepped in a TV studio. Just just give me the most important movie in the world right now. Give me that franchise. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, apparently he filmed a few scenes, including the Cantina scene and the Jefferson Starship video, basically. And then he left um, of his own decision. So he was replaced by a guy called Steve Binder, who 
His only contact with Lucasfilm was he was given the Wookiee Bible, just detailing how the Wookiees should look and behave, <laughs> and that is it. Oh, that Bible sucks. So, <laughs> so this is why Disney threw a whole bunch of money at him and pushed him out away from his own property and shit, because they're trying to save it. <laughs> yep. Um, so, also- Paul, if... If I go to the Star Wars, I don't know what it's called. The Star Wars land that's like connected to, yeah. it's in Florida. What's that called? Uh, uh, Star Wars or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. yeah so if I, like if I go to that and I stay in a hotel, you're telling me in every bedside table, there's a Wookiee Bible. You know, I hope so. King, I really King hope James they start Wookie leaning Bible. into this. You uh, should. I mean, look uh, at Harry Potter land. You could buy butterbeer and all that other <laughs> stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like. Genuinely, I, f- I found out about half an hour before we, we started talking, there is a Lego Star Wars holiday special oh, that was released was on Disney+. Lego Plus. holiday Wookiee Bible. I was like, what? Uh, no, 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 no. I want to say something about was, Lego Star Wars. An official, Don't even put them in An the official s- Lego Star Wars holiday special released in November of last year on Disney+, Plus, which is both a sequel to and a satire of this holiday special. Okay, but it doesn't exist, which is weird for Disney. Like, you can't watch this anywhere. You have to watch it pirated. Yep, pretty much. Yeah, the, there has never been any re-release or rebroadcast of this thing, mostly because, I mean, anyone that's attempted to sit through it would know why. Um, I would uh, watch this. If they release this on, you know, on uh, iTunes or on some sort of DVD box set or something, if there was a, if there was a version that was like David Lynch... David Lynch's cut and he kind of repurposes scenes or something then I would like take an edible and watch it but otherwise this is truly the first I'm 38 years old this is the first piece of pop culture in my life I've ever come across I could not get through mm-hmm. Same. let's talk it's about like... let's talk about the pre the, the new movies for just a second if you don't know what this is about it's about life day right why isn't it a Christmas special because Christ doesn't exist in this universe so it's a life day special some special Wookiee holiday they celebrate, okay? And this movie made, is the reason that I could not enjoy the eighth Star Wars because in that movie, Laura Linney says, Godspeed, Jedis, okay? It's the most <laughs> problematic line in the entire movie, in the entire series, because A, uh, if there's, there's already kind of a famous God in this universe and it's the force. And we already have a kind of line for God speed, which is may the force be with you. It's kind of a big thing that they say may the force. I don't know if you've heard of it. Like I hate to say that JJ Abrams and all these people didn't watch and Joss Whedon didn't watch star Wars. But if you couldn't remember, Oh, like he's sitting in the theater, may the force be with you. That's it. I couldn't remember it on Rose. Right. I assumed it was if just one can- of the, fu- I assumed it was one of the functions in the uh, vehicle, which is like warp speed, God, speed like it's all different uh, Ted God just below ludicrous speed Mm -hmm. (laughs) we've gone plaid so if you can say Godspeed which by the way I know Anakin talks about angels but whatever if you can say Godspeed then we can have a Christmas special and it can be normal like I don't get it I don't get it it's this aired just before Thanksgiving so it technically isn't even a Christmas Mm. special <laughs> and the mom, the mom is cooking a uh, bantha, so that, I guess that's that's a substitute for the turkey. Yeah, is that I'm... imported? Why would banthas, which live on Tatooine, so does he kill a bantha? Does like does does Chewbacca at some point kill? Chewbacca never goes to Tatooine. Where does this bantha come from? Ah, that's a very good question, and the answer to that is they don't care. They just... <laughs> it came from the imagination of a man. <laughs> Maybe you've heard of space Aldi's. <laughs> space yeah, you get space Aldi's nuts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I've attempted to try and write a condensed version of this thing. Oh please! And it's not actually. I was like, it's not actually possible because if I if I want to go over what happens in this, I'm gonna spend most of my time just reading wikipedia to you because the amount of information that they include actually is what's needed to describe this stuff because like i mean like if i'm going for just what the content is like not even any real details it's literally just kind of a set piece to get started followed by 
uh, a cut to a character that we already know, followed by another set piece, followed by a cut to a character we'd never met before, followed by another set piece, followed by a musical number slash sexual VR fantasy, followed mm. by <laughs> another set piece, followed by stormtroopers turning up, followed by a cartoon for no reason, uh, followed by another set piece, followed by Han turning up, followed by everyone putting on robes, disappearing into light, and then a song at the end, which is Carrie Fisher singing the song to the tune of the Star Wars theme tune. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's worth it's worth noting, the moment I turned it off was after the the grandpa, it's, it's, it's Chewbacca's dad, right? It is, yes. So I guess I'll call him dad instead of grandpa because it's it's that's uh, Lumpy's grandpa. But the uh, Chewbacca's dad lays down and puts on, yeah, like you mentioned, like VR porn, and it's like <laughs> I and this woman comes on, she's like, "Hello, I'm I'm what your fantasy is," and like, "Let's get fucking nasty." And then there's a part where she goes like, "I find you," and it's like the most sensual voice, and it's so it's so sexy, mm-hmm. and she's so hot and and uh, supple, and he's such a rumpled old raisin and she goes i find you adorable which is like the worst thing anyone can say friend zone (laughs) yeah and then the grandpa keeps rewinding it and she's like i find you adorable 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 and i i literally just kind of threw my phone across the couch and i was like i'm done i can't this is (laughs) i think i died in uh in a in a on the car ride uh home and i think this is my hell (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I mean morally, I am against making jokes. Okay? <laughs> I want to make sure everyone knows where I'm on this page and why this is a problem for me. I only know about this because other Star Wars fans reference it in things they write. And so then you think, "Ah, this is like mystery science theater or this is like watching bad movies. Like I can watch this and enjoy this." I am I am going to be a school marm about this. Create I'm, I'm going to be like a temperance person around this. Creating joy around this subject, including <laughs> our own humor, is doing bad for the universe because people will think, "Oh, I must I can have some of that joy." You cannot. This is a warning. Don't smoke, oh. don't drink and drive, don't watch this holiday special. Not in that order, reverse order. That should oh. like the the week the week leading up to proms, all high schools should have like an event where it's like everyone come out to the football field. And there's, like, two cars that have crashed and, like, there's dead bodies, you know, through the windshield. And they're like, you know what happened to these two? They watched the holiday special of Star Wars. Oh. And then all high schoolers are like, fuck, like, I never want to watch TV again. Like, let's Look go grab this. a beer. And everyone's like, great. We, we solved it. <laughs> we set up our future generations for success. And then they just jump and slap hands and freeze frame. <laughs> <laughs> dee, 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 dee. I will Can say I? the one... Oh, yeah. And uh, and I think I'm going to catch an earful from uh, <laughs> from the the incredulity that is in the form of Mike. I feel like the one redeemable moment. Hold, hang on. I feel like the one thing is whoever plays the chef who's teaching the cooking show deserves an Emmy. The Julia Child ripoff. Yes, both for their performance because it's legit funny what they're doing. Both for their performance and also having to deal with whatever they had to deal with on set because that's the one part where I was like. <laughs> This person's clearly talented, and it's a shame that they're stuck in this role. Um, and and as far as that, that is Harvey Corman, in case you were wondering. Oh, from uh, Blazing Saddles, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Wow. He was in there. Uh, he, wasn't he like an android doing a demonstration or some shit, too? Yep. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, he is the chef. He is the, yeah, the android doing the... Oh, yeah, that, that's, sorry. That's one thing I did not mention in this thing as well. Yes, the, the son Lumpy has to find the instructions for how something works so he watches in its entirety a tutorial video for this non-existent technology being made by an android being played by harvey corman who is somewhat malfunctioning and yeah so that that happens (laughs) because he played multiple roles didn't he he plays uh crowman which is um uh, in the B. Arthur. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, Arthur, I, I watched yeah. a little bit of that part, and I think like his acting and her acting in that scene was pretty good. Also, the um, the guy that plays the shop owner or whatever. Uh, uh, Aunt Connie. Yeah, he uh, guy, he did yeah. real well as well. I liked his acting. Yeah, he was funny. There yeah. were some consummate professionals amongst all the riffraff. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, and, yeah, uh, although uh, one... Uh, one thing, uh, yeah, the 
the entire original cast obviously came back for it, with the exception of Kenny Baker, because he was not oh, in this. Oh, not Kenny. Who's no, Kenny yes. Baker? Kenny Baker is the guy R2 who is inside R2-D2 R2 in all the films. <laughs> oh, that's why um, they say... R2-D2 <laughs> <all> the, is <laughs> R2-D2. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was like, that sucks for whoever's inside there. <laughs> yeah, no, and <laughs> apparently it was performed entirely by a radio control unit operated by... Uh, a guy called uh, Mick Garris and uh, just in case any of you Mick Garris fans are out there going like oh he doesn't get enough love uh, <laughs> yes yes it was that guy um, and in case you're wondering who the hell Mick Garris is uh, he was Lucas's receptionist so yeah that's the guy that they got to play R2-D2 this so is your big I break guess... buddy here you go take this <laughs> RC controller your R2-D2 now get out there <laughs> you got it pal <laughs> Yeah, they uh, once left Kenny yeah. Baker in the hot desert inside R2-D2 for like an hour. That's mm-hmm. a real story. Look it up. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, if you think about it, Kenny Baker got the uh, got the best deal out of it then. He is not associated with this in any way, <laughs> shape, or form. <laughs> and nobody would have seen his, his face at all. Yeah. Is, um, yeah. uh, I Again, I, I cut out... Um, I, I, called mercy uh, 30 minutes into the two-hour yep. ordeal it does harrison ford come back because yes. he's in the opening credits which i was surprised about he does come yes. back. yes um and uh, actually um for anyone that is into the pitch meetings that the screen round people do uh, they, had, they pointed out something when i i watched that yesterday i was like wow yeah i, I didn't even notice that probably because i was falling asleep by the end of it but um uh, at the end, he comes back, and there is a single stormtrooper that is left at the house. I'm not going to explain how they got the other stormtroopers to leave because it's not worth it. Uh, and and Harrison Ford and Chewie come back, and they end up effectively pushing the stormtrooper off the balcony to fall to his death. Wow. And this is the same balcony that chewie's son was standing on and walking along at the beginning oh, so yeah. it's so it's strong enough to support his weight however the stormtrooper literally just kind of trips over and then it breaks and he falls through so that armor is heavy huh. yeah it's wild to me that harrison ford agreed to do this because he's the type of guy who would like go to a restaurant and when the waiter's like what can i get you he'd be like uh i don't know fucking food figure it out like <laughs> the the fact because he's so cranky and especially about Star Wars like whenever when anyone asks him any question about Star Wars he famously is like I don't know and I don't care like please leave me alone forever so it's <laughs> wild to me that he I mean obviously this this was you know thirty some whatever forty years ago so yeah. you know he was younger but it's just it seems insane that any of the original cast would be a part of this Mark and Mark Hamill has like from what I saw one little part which was awful he doesn't even look like Mark Hamill it looks like he has Vaseline on his face. And he, his one big moment is like Chewbacca's wife is standing there sad because her husband's probably dead. And Mark Hamill <laughs> looks her in the face and goes, give us a smile. <laughs> like, smile for me. And then they, they smash close up on her face as she gives the most strained smile I've ever seen a woman give. <laughs> yeah, outside of a Saw movie. Yeah. And, and the, the thing that I took away from that scene as well was like, obviously they're kind of trying to talk to him and like he eventually just basically says the line like i that he doesn't want to have to keep dealing with talking to them put chewbacca on so it's like wow okay that's that's not nice um but then again it's actually if you if you and i i brought this up in uh, in the previous episodes that we did like, is you actually follow through the original star wars thing like pretty much everyone is racist against wookies like mm-hmm. i think harrison force character is the only one that doesn't maybe leia the only one that doesn't actually have a line specifically ripping into wookies in this so yeah it's very uh, very odd I, I i honestly don't know how this got through everyone <laughs> what does luke say about wookies uh, it's it's like, it's not that he specifically rips into Wookiees, but it's like he's talking to Chewbacca's wife, and at some point he basically just says like that he doesn't understand what she's saying, and he says something oh, to you're R2 saying, along you're saying the lines this? of like, yeah, okay, I don't want to have to keep talking through you, and he turns back and just says, "Put Chewie on." <laughs> so, 
I thought you meant in the in the movies themselves. I thought you meant in the the four, five, six. Oh no, no, I'm including this now. Okay. Yeah, this is unfortunately canon. Um, Even if they're completely not paying any attention to it and attempting to make this the unwanted stepchild living in the attic, like (laughs) this does have some canon things in it, Um, including I, I found out so. Chewie's family, and we know them as uh, like Mala, Itchy, and Lumpy. Those are all nicknames. They all have full names that aren't said in the episode, but have been expanded on in some of the other like extended universe stuff. So their full names are no Malatobuk, um, Atichichuk, <laughs> and either Lumpawurump. Or Lumpawaru, depending on what, which one you want to read. So now we're all yeah. big dorks here, and <laughs> I have had to burn my parents and older relatives' ears with sci-fi and dorky nerd things. And I've been tuned out before. And some of the times, I just think you're being grumpy. Like you can understand this movie. You understand on the waterfront. That's a much more complicated movie than 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 Star Wars. Like you can get it. <laughs> <laughs> to this day, I go into a blind rage thinking about the idea that the growls in Wookiee speech somehow have phonetic alphabetical translations that humans can discern and yeah. translate to the point where they included a line in Solo where someone's like, Bleh. it's like, oh, how do you pronounce it? Bleh. Oh, not blah, blah. Like, that's crazy. And the most inexplicable <laughs> sci-fi fantasy bullshit nonsense i've ever heard in my life it is funny because it's it's nonstop screams and grunts and yes everyone understands it and there's there's no rhyme or reason to it um but there's a moment during the my favorite portion which was the cooking segment where the the harvey what's his name harvey corman harvey corman yeah harvey corman comes on and he goes uh, he's like oh hello that was very mrs doubtfire but he's like he says hello he says like hello and then uh the mom goes hello and I'm like, oh, she just said hello. Like, what? Well, <laughs> now they mimic. Well, now they mimic English. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's like just the like, episode of Full Metal know, Alchemist. Everybody know what Ola is, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I also feel like could they not? I and this is this is maybe lame, but I feel like a hundred percent they should have just leaned into it and been like, great, the dad is Drew Baca. The mom is Sue Baca. The kid is Lou Baca. <laughs> Done. Like, wash our hands of it. Let's move on. Versus coming up with these awful names that no one can say. Yeah. Let me just say, that implies that someone who understands the rest of the thing, that's even more disappointing. Because that implies that the rest of the, 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 the thing had the eyes of someone who could create weird sci-fi names like Hakachamulu. Do you know what I mean? Someone could do that there, which means there was someone with writing not trying. It's pure. We've done more. I want to show people the Twitter thread to get this fucking thing scheduled. We did more work in doing this than anyone did on that set. <laughs> including Kenny Baker. You're right. Yep. Yep. No, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. um, and uh, and I, I did want to say, like, uh, the most well-received part of this special... The end credits. Is, uh, I mean, yes, definitely. <laughs> those were uh, a welcome reprieve for everyone that sat through the whole thing. Uh, but, uh, but yes, the, the cartoon segment that we got to watch... Uh, apparently is an in-canon telling of it as listed on wikipedia it's chewbacca's many adventures but really it's just a weird thing i'm gonna read to you the description of the cartoon Hmm. word for word as it's written down here because because it's it's fun um so (laughs) it cuts to basically this cartoon which i'll be perfectly honest feels like somebody was described what the actors looked like and then decided to draw that with a slightly odd style and that's the animation style we got. Well, it's like Um, whenever you go to a theme park or Six Flags or something like that and they have the guy that draws the caricatures (laughs) of of yourself. (laughs) Yeah, and and then they get get most people like fairly close and then there's just that one person that's like, how... 
did you get that? And that would be Han in this cartoon because Han looks like he's been mixed with Joe the Camel. Yeah. He um, looks like he's been handed a raw deal. <laughs> they had a hand joke in there somewhere. Yeah, it's like uh, a woman three plants away made this a solo alone, and she made it by hand. You could say she made it hand solo. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. it's like, that and then it's like a thirty minute, thirty minute break for applause. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, and that whole section was just bloody stupid. But, uh, um, but yes. Uh, so the description of the cartoon. During a search for a talisman, the Millennium Falcon crashes on the water moon of Panna with the main characters on board. They run into Boba Fett, who saves Luke from a giant monster and claims to want to help the rebels. They all board the Falcon, where Han has been infected by a mysterious sleeping virus caused by the talisman. Luke then contracts the virus as well. Fett and Chewie go into Panna City to get the cure. But when they get to the Imperial-occupied city, Fett instructs Chewie to stay behind so that he can contact Darth Vader. And on the Falcon, C-3PO is caring for Han and Luke. R2-D2 intercepts the transmission. They invade the Imperials, and Fett and Chewie return to the Falcon with the cure. But once everyone recovers, they learn that Fett is with uh, Vader. He blasts away using his jetpack, promising they will meet again. And then the heroes head back to the Rebel base aboard the Falcon. So... Basically, this is literally an introduction as to why Boba Fett is after Han. Like, that appears to be the entire reason for this cartoon is like, ah, here's a character that's going to come back. And they obviously wait ages to actually bring that back. So, yeah, I'm kind of surprised they still kept that in the film and they didn't just go, nope. No different character. We're we're just done. Or maybe they'd already filmed it by that point. I don't know. (laughs) Although... Actually, that could explain why they decided to, at the time, kill off Boba Fett in an incredibly stupid way in the third film, even though The Mandalorian has somewhat retconned that for, um, yeah, without going into any further details. But yes, uh, <laughs> yeah, like it, it might have been they'd already filmed the second film. This came out and everyone was like, oh, that's terrible. And they were like, shit. Um Okay, let's just kill him off in the third one. What don't uh, you like about it, Boba Fett dying? <laughs> I I I don't I don't mind the fact that he dies. It's uh, as I said in the the episode when we covered it. It was like they built up this character in the films. I obviously had not seen the special um, at that point, but they built him up so much to be this guy that was just after Han, and he wasn't going to stop at any. Uh, yeah, for any reason, and he was such a great bounty hunter, and then he's taken out by being accidentally hit in the back of his jetpack. Like, <laughs> it was so, such a lackluster end a little to the character. It's a little bit uh, like Wile E. Coyote. Pretty much. Oh, I yeah. I just realized this this aired on TV, right? So, it, assumingly, yep. there were commercials in between this, too, right? That I do not know. Um... I wouldn't be surprised if the one time it aired, they didn't because it was Star Wars and they might have been like, you know what, we're going to, you know, we're going to eat the cost of not having the commercials for this one. No way. I'm sure there's a lot of like (laughs) cuts a commercial and it's like a a man at a desk being like, we here at Frito-Lay have decided not to associate our brand with this bullshit. Please sit quietly for 30 seconds. I am recording this live. I am Ted from Tide Company. We have seen this special and find it unfit for all audiences and immoral as an American. If you continue to watch this, you should question your own Christian beliefs. Maybe you're one of those funny Jews I've heard about. Get out of here, you Hollywood people. Like, what... Who is, like, Polaroid? That was a popular commercial. I'm looking up, like, popular commercials in 1978, and I'm trying to find the worst one that could have gone with this. I can't imagine. These brands would pull out for anything back then. How could you want this? <laughs> yep. Um, I don't know. <laughs> this, is, this is such a strange film. And obviously, anyone listening to this, they're going to be kind of hearing us ripping into it. And... You know, there are going to be people that are like, well, it can't be that bad. It really is. Yes. Like, <laughs> there is no actually properly describing 
how shitty this thing is. I want to comment on the joke I just made about Jews a second ago. I'm Jewish, and we have to pretty much kill someone to get a Hanukkah special on TV. It took Adam Sandler making an ironic one for that to happen. So the <laughs> fact that this Life Day thing happened has just, I've just realized after the joke, I'm sitting here being like, they would never do a Hanukkah special, but they'll do this dreck. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I mean, I can actually even see them like in the meeting going, well, you know what? If we say it's life day, then that can be literally for everyone. Like there is absolutely nobody that would be able to complain yeah. about this. And it's then like, it it's came like, out. <laughs> it's like candle nights. It's for everyone. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Except unlike candle nights. This was not during an era where people said, man, we want representation. It was Lucas being like, I can create any holiday in the world. Why is everyone doing Christmas and, and they are not doing, you know, other stuff? Should I, should I do my, my own thing? Should I hide Jewish morals inside of the thing? The, 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 no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a new universe where there is no religion. I'm a genius. I've created Star Wars. Let's be clear. It's really important why this is shitty. Like, Star Wars is this thing where you don't have to think about God or any of these real world things. And so it's this fun universe where mysticism and like D&D, where this stuff is real, but there's no stake in it to your real life and you can feel like you're having fun in it without it dragging you down so religion is like an important part of star wars so it's like it's not like george lucas hasn't sat around thinking about religion all the time so the idea that you can not say that he's totally at fault for this is (sighs) (laughs) this is the issue this is the issue i'm i'm legitimately unable to make jokes like i know that this angry nerd thing is a thing on the internet i hope you're enjoying it i'm unhappy being this unhappy about star wars (laughs) what's good is that i mean stuff like this has caused the the people who work on star wars now i feel also have a distaste for everything we have a distaste for i've been to industrial light and magic um one of the one of the people who works there is a magic tavern fan so they gave us like a backstage tour and stuff and they have so many things set up around the building that are just like kind of fuck used to stuff they don't like. <laughs> like there's a Jar Jar Binks in carbonite, like a full size um, a Jar Jar Binks in carbonite where, where obviously everyone hates it. So it's just it's just nice to know that like the current generation has seen all this shit and knows what not to do. I mean, I, clearly there's <laughs> people have issues with the newer Star Wars, but um, it's just nice to know that that hopefully we can find more success in star Wars by backing away from failure. What do you mean by you people? What'd you say? (laughs) What do you mean by you people? Hold on. What (laughs) what, I, I, I have some issues with it. I tried. I have some issues with it. I have none of the stupid issues. I just think, first of all, they're long. They're very long. That's what she said. That's for the start. Yes, that is what she said. So are you going to agree with (laughs) me and her? She said it. Are you a fan? Do you like them? Yeah. Uh, I like the newer ones. I thought they were pretty good. My, my th- whole thing is like, I just, I, any movie I go into, I'm just like, I'm going to enjoy this as like a movie going experience. I'm not going to have a critical eye. Yeah. I, tr- I try to just be like, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to try. It's going to take a lot for me not to enjoy this. And so yeah. since I've started watching movies with that attitude, I feel like I enjoy more movies, surprisingly. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I, I, I feel like there's always something to complain about. But I try and just just be like, hey, th- this is this is a fun. This is a you know, I'm eating popcorn. I got a smile on my face. This is great. And then you seen this say, movie. You was like, defi- screw everything I just said. <laughs> yeah. And this this shattered my whole <laughs> my whole mantra shattered. Um, in an instant by a grandpa Wookiee watching a, a virtual, virtual porn. porn. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let me say, in oh defense my gosh, of that, unzip your pants. Oh, your dick's so adorable. It's so adorable. <laughs> oh, man. Do you like my little slutty, adorable face? Mm. And then, you know, essentially, uh, Wookiees are naked. So where do they tuck the mm-hmm. piece at? I have to assume yeah. they have cloacas. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. In, entirely possible. Uh, and well, people don't and know this, but simians and uh, apes, excuse me, uh, aside from humans, have quite. Let's get into because this is more interesting. The real anatomy <laughs> of of, of uh, humans amongst the great apes. Humans have quite large genitals compared to the other great apes. They're actually quite garish compared to the other. I know. <laughs> I knew you knew I would notice. So, um, 
uh, it's quite a disadvantage uh, if you don't wear clothing to have uh, large genitals or easy to access genitals. So uh, compared to the other, even gorillas, which are many, many times our size, we have, you would impress a gorilla with your ding dong. That's why you're not supposed to look at them because they get fucking furious. They're so jealous. They know it. They know it's so time. jealous. <laughs> What's under those pants? <laughs> Don't you look at me. <laughs> First gorilla that learns to talk. You know, I should probably have pants, right, to cover my wiener. Be like, it's not a, it's not a problem. You know? <laughs> no, I should have some pants, right? Oh yeah, you got to cover that up. I now sound negative because I don't like the new movies too and I'm not liking this portrayal of me as this negative nerd. I went in very happy to watch Star Wars. <laughs> I came out just like The Hobbit pretty slowly slowly disappointed. I have none of the problems the internet says they have with So me. like okay, I like I like the girls in it. I wanted more girls and more people of color. I like all that stuff. Even more disappointing because they they tried to kind of so, do So your disappointment stuff. comes from your knowledge of the source material? No, it doesn't. That's what <laughs> nerds think. It doesn't come from that. It came yeah. the, here's here's the advantage. Here's the advantage that Star Wars has. Like like you mentioned the McElroys. Like the Adventure Zone, like all they need to do is mention a character from it and I start to tear up and they can do no wrong. I cried when in uh, whatever it was, seven when it came on. So that has an advantage that like any of Transformers did not have. You know what I mean? Like I, they just played a single sound and showed a graphic and I cried. So it takes a lot to get me down from there. It's not precious to me, I don't care. I was pretty hyped to watch it. I'm not like a negative person. I like the prequels. I'll throw this out, I like Jar Jar Binks. Nothing wrong with Jar Jar Binks. But I didn't like that and I don't like it. Life Day's a thousand times worse. Let me say, the movies are <laughs> movies, they're okay. <laughs> You know, Life Day is in a totally different ballpark. I don't want people to think I'm just so negative. <laughs> just yeah. somewhat negative. Yeah. I mean, I'm mostly <laughs> negative. It's not like it's so off if you think that about me and listening to this. That's not your main defining trait, is it? I'd go as far to say it's my main defining trait. But, okay, yeah. But <laughs> I was trying to be nice. You're the guest, but trying okay, Trying to push against it in this case for whatever reason. One thing actually that I was doing a little bit of research for it and I did not know who uh, Dan Cowell was before watching the Star Wars special. And now that I know who she is, I honestly do not know what the hell happened and why she agreed to be in it. <laughs> she is the one that portrayed the VR <laughs> person uh, and... She, yeah, she was uh, an actress, singer, model, activist. She won a Tony Award. She was nominated for an Academy Award. She won a Golden Globe. She has like she was a trailblazer in several uh, several different areas of her life, and she played that. And like it's just so. You're only as good as the writing. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> and the Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody yeah, wants to be a part of Star Wars. Look at Bill Burr. <laughs> she probably did it for her grandkids. She probably said, guess what, kids? You turn on the TV. Turn on that little CBS. It's the second one on the dial. And you just take a look on the TV. And guess who Guess who you'll see? Ooh, just, just I've got a big surprise for you. And then that's what happened. They took this woman. She, they, she never talked to her grandkids again. That's what happened. It's this thing's fault. Most likely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I... I don't know. Like, I, Are you happy, Paul? Are you happy that we did this little thing and we all had to go down memory Yeah, lane? Paul. You feel like a big man forcing yeah, a bunch buddy. of people to watch this garbage? You feel yeah, like a big Paul. man? <laughs> Loud noises. There, We're angry. <laughs> Yeah, yes, right. yes. I Pick feed off the anger. Own. Bring it, bring it. <laughs> I'm it up here. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'll be perfectly honest. I, you know, I did not anticipate what I was going into, obviously, and uh, I do apologize for making you watch as much of it as you guys did. Uh, obviously, Mike, you just didn't rewatch it, so yes, well done, you. Um, and. <laughs> and yeah, like I. It's hard to I do that honestly, with a movie, a whole movie. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I honestly do implore 
anyone listening that has not watched the Star Wars special to please keep it that way. <laughs> I mean, I mean, even if it wasn't a Star Wars property, it was still a bad movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, like even taking into account that everyone that watched this will have watched it having seen the first film. So you would have known, obviously, who the main cast were, which well, is good. Let's be clear here. That's not the case in 1978. Nine. That's not the situation in 1978. Let's be really clear about how this whole thing could have ruined a lot of stuff. In 1978, <laughs> a lot of people saw Star Wars, but not everyone saw Star Wars. There would have been a significant amount of the population who owned a TV and could watch CBS and would not have seen this. So let's be clear. This was not some like move like nowadays where it's like, well, you can make anything with Star Wars because everyone knows it. This was for sure, oh, Dad, I saw Star Wars. Let's go watch this TV special. This is what he smacks his kid around the living room. (laughs) No, yeah, absolutely. Five dollars. Anyone that wanted to watch this will have seen Star Wars. And then their families were introduced to Star Wars this way. Um, see, see, no, this is historical context again. It was around Thanksgiving. So yep. you're home from college and you're locked there with the worst people in the world, your parents, mm-hmm. and you just want to watch something good, even if they don't like it. And you think Star Wars is going to be on TV tonight. And you turn it on and this happens to you and you're still stuck there with your family or old high school girlfriends. It's the worst thing that can happen to someone. <laughs> I, like to, I like to imagine that like, there was a young, like, seven-year-old boy who had that exact uh, experience, and he grew up, you know, he's, he toiled and, and studied and spent his years tinkering around, taking things apart, putting them together, and then eventually, based off that one scene with the grandpa and the, and the, the, the uh, porn, he created the <laughs> Oculus Rift. Because it was that's how he got the name. He goes, I yeah. saw this thing one night, and I wanted to rift my eyes <laughs> yeah. out of my head. <laughs> yeah, and... And luckily, it doesn't look like one of those old beehive hairdresser helmets, because that, uh, that's what it oh, looks yeah. like in this oh, yeah. thing. I will say it is cool. The um, the the little I, I don't know what it's called, like the table where Han and Chewbacca play chess, um, or who plays chess? Somebody plays chess on it uh, in the movies, they, um, right? The hologram yeah. uh, little table. It yeah, is cool yeah. that, that, that this show, basically in 1978 or whatever, invented Cirque du Soleil. Yeah. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> yeah, so definitely a uh, uh, sort of the low-budget version mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. of Cirque du Soleil, but yes, definitely. Uh, yeah, not that you want anything positive to be assigned to this thing, but... <laughs> you got to look for you the know. man. you got to look for <laughs> Yeah, I mean... You've really got to look in this thing. Um, yeah, no, it. I don't know if you guys have seen those are now popular. There's these like things where they sell that are essentially like a projector and a fan that shows, uh, you know, if you don't know that old Scooby Doo trick, you can point a projector at a fan and it will, you know, sort of stay on the fan. Uh, most famous are those things that like they'll, they'll flip back and forth, you know, it's like a, and it'll say like, welcome to my store or whatever. And they're now, this chess thing is now like becoming like a popular, like, crappy you know one of those expensive toys someone buys you know uh they're like uh coming back even though they weren't featured in the the new movies i don't know why oh that's wild and they actually have holograms what, what it is is that they they can they put in it's just like a projector a th- it's a projector and gotcha, there's a gotcha. 3d asset I see. and so when you move around it looks it looks pretty 3d you know well that's cool yeah <laughs> yeah like it's it's so it really is so sad because you can tell that people were trying there were some people that were probably like, okay, this is gonna, this is probably gonna look cool, um, you know, it, and hell, you know, Harvey Corman basically doing a whose line is it anyway? Person behind them <laughs> with the, <laughs> and saying like, you know, like that, it has the potential to be funny and to, to really, to really actually be a good segment. And the problem is, it was in this, so it just wasn't. It was surrounded by grunts and, and like trilling basically I'll, I'll say something about because because Adal mentioned uh, industrial light magic and whenever Star Wars is made like you know the effects are those artists are I'm always in awe of that I just want to say that so in yeah. this I do appreciate in the cartoon as an animator um, you know at that time this was sort of the, the, the 
crest of the wave of Hanna-Barbera, and which was kind of starting to crash. Um, and Hanna-Barbera, if you don't know, was known for minimal animation. So it would have been quite easy for that cartoon for them to call up one of the many minimal animation studios and really done this cheaply. I did appreciate that the cartoon, this was the one thing, it is hand-drawn, it is hand drawn. It is frame by frame. It isn't, there aren't a ton of, you know, fake effects. There's a lot of, a lot of it's done on ones and twos. There's very few looping. It, it was, I was, I was actually impressed to see that, like, there were real walk cycles and not repeated weirdness and stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I was, like, watching it, even though the character models were somewhat off-putting uh, to me personally, uh, I did kind of look at it and go, you know what, I can see almost like the the genesis of, like, the the amblimation style. Like, it, it seems like if you were to let it mature, you would definitely get that sort of the Don Bluth stuff um, back there. But, yeah, I didn't. It feels like they should have, <laughs> since they had uh, Roger Corman, they should have just handed all the writing over to, like, the Carol Burnett staff. Like, get Carol in there, get Tim Conway, like, just have them write it or something and have it be just like a laugh. Just have it be a laugh a minute, no sketch is longer than two minutes, and it's like whoever whatever celebrities from the late 70s show up like maybe nixon shows up and he's like i am not a wook he and like we love that and everyone goes nuts and like <laughs> like just there this was so devoid of joy and the attempts at joy were the attempts of a sociopath like nothing on screen could possibly bring the faintest smile to even a dying person like this is this is bad did you ever <laughs> this should see, be launched into space did you ever see the unforgiven the Clint Eastwood movie? Yes. Yes. This that's how I often imagine, and I, I, I um, uh, uh, Morgan Freeman's character here is how, is how I often imagine George Lucas. Like he's just up there, he's trying to live a peaceful life, and mm -hmm. every once in a while, someone comes up to that ranch and is like, "You've got to finish what you started." <laughs> and he's like, "I don't know if I can do it anymore." That's a great point you've made about the Carol Burnett staff. I forgot. So I always think about George Lucas being like tortured. You know, you got to write a video game, George. He's like, oh, please leave me alone. I just want to spend time with my daughter for five minutes. No. Right. And so <laughs> I, I have to assume in this uh, uh, scenario that you're um, little Bill, Gene Hackman's little Bill. Or yeah, what's, what's I'm little Bill. Yeah. Uh, uh, English Bill. <laughs> English Bob. English Bob no, was the reporter. English Bob I was thought the, Gene Hackman was like little Bill or something. Little. Yeah. The sheriff. Yeah. Who killed Morgan <laughs> Freeman? <laughs> yeah. Spoilers. Um, so. I always imagine him kind of being tortured to do more, and everyone is always disappointed because it's like they're making him do too much. You know, he wrote these great things. But you make a great point about the Carol Burnett staff. No one at Star Wars had to write this at all. They could have handed this to any of the talented people at yeah. CBS at the time to write anything. Yeah, this is like if 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 they're like, hey, we're going to do a Rick and Morty special. Let's get the let's get the writers of This Is Us to um to pen it and then let's and make it two hours long like what are we doing like if you're going comedy hire comedy writers it yeah. makes no sense <laughs> yeah i don't i honestly i honestly don't get it like this this genuinely is something that could be shown as a masterclass in just how badly things can go because yeah, the the tone is just completely off the decisions that were made in the setting and everything were just like even if you added subtitles for the Wookiees, like even though that's not something in the films, because they were given such a huge thing, if you just gave them subtitles, maybe that section would be a little bit more bearable to watch. And if you got rid of the VR porn, but yeah, just <laughs> you just. I mean, genuinely, I think that scene was put in because they were like, oh, shit, we haven't done anything with his dad. What would his dad want to do? Porn? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's about it. Like, he's just there in yeah. the other scene. So it's like, okay, we need something with him. Because, you know, Lumpy is playing with toys. You know, Chewbacca's <laughs> wife is cooking in the kitchen. Dad, he should just be he should be watching the sit. hologram table and it's it's basically like the uh, history channel but it's just like all the wars of past uh, whatever so I feel like that that would have been uh, funnier and, and like a, a more true to <laughs> I mean I guess old people love porn but I don't know yeah, it's <laughs> a wild choice I have another CBS star that could have been in this that I think is perfect for the no talking things Bob okay. Newhart 
It would have been hmm. all Bob Newhart famous for talking oh, yeah. to people who aren't talking on the phone. Have Bob Newhart there just talking to the Wookiees and doing the whole bit on just him talking to them. That that would have been amazing. And also, also his steps. like deadpan, where it's like if you even if you do have where it is, it is him with one of the characters. If you have him and one of the Wookiees who's just like screaming, grunting, screaming, grunting, he has such a deadpan delivery that's so <laughs> it's like a metronome that he could be like, uh. Yeah, I, I, uh, I hear you. <laughs> like that would have killed if he just had, if if it's basically like really fast speech and then slow speech, that would have crushed. I I like that you like the same thing I like about Bob Newhart, which is oh, yeah. his, his small stammer. Oh, yeah. That's like, oh, it just yeah. kills. Oh, uh, uh, it kills me every time. I maybe he could have been their butler or something. Oh, like, that'd be great. <laughs> or the neighbor who's like, can you can you uh, 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 shut your kid up? <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, I'm next door. Um, uh, just know, I can see you're all a bunch of angry uh, uh, apes. That's that's yeah. That's, and then that's we go great. to his home and we see that he has like mounted above his fireplace is a bunch of Wookie heads. <laughs> oh my god, he's he's IG88. Yeah, it's been it's been Bob Newhart the whole time. Can I say something else about Life Day? Okay, so the K- Kashyyyk is one of the worst invaded planets in the war because we see this big battle at the end of three, right? And so it and it is occupied. That's a part of the story. So why is like why are things good? I've said this a lot about Star Wars. They do a bad job showing what the Empire does badly, right? Like they always show like Darth Vader killing people, but it's like okay, well then you kill people, like. You also kill people, rebels. So, like, what do they do that's actually bad? And so, they kind of missed an opportunity here to make it a ba- like a sort of you could have done, a, you should have done a Dickensian sort of Christmas where things are terrible, but like, you know, they're making by. Like, what's the problem with the Empire if you're everyone's able to stop by and have you know a fun life day? <laughs> what's the issue? What are we rebelling against? I'm serious. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's more. It really is that the empire in this is more just seen as kind of the mafia. Like they just turn up and they wreck your house because they're looking for something, and they're like, "All right, we'll be back." Yeah, go clean up your room. (laughs) (laughs) That would be a fun thing to if if Darth Vader's voice was like Brando instead of James Earl Jones. (laughs) Who wants to do it? Who wants to try? (laughs) Yeah. uh, Oh, um, I mean, speaking of Vader's voice, uh, this was also the official introduction of the fact that James Earl Jones was the voice of Vader, because mm-hmm. it is it, he's uncredited in the first film. So this was mm. the first official time that they'd said that he was the voice of Vader. So truly, yes. I mean, truly the best <laughs> voice of all time. Like, no, yeah. no arguing. Best voice of all time. Second place, maybe like David Attenborough, but that's a distant second. <laughs> I don't like how Attenborough says year. Yeah. Been, it's been a big, he says, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe he's saying, yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is so yeah. excited by the animals. <laughs> yeah. Look at this. Look at this squid. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, queen. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I will uh, say, uh, just, just Paul, just so you know, because I think it was you. If, if it wasn't you, I, my apologies for, for ruining this podcast. What I did after I turned off the Star Wars Holiday Special, because I could no longer stand it, I <laughs> immediately turned on Bluey, which is a recommendation I believe you gave me, which is, me, yep. which is an Australian uh, kid show involving a family of four dogs. And uh, it, it, immediately, it immediately filled my heart with joy, and I was, uh, I was, I was, um, I was in a better place. <laughs> oh, good. Yes, that is actually, you know what? That is pretty much the perfect palate cleanser for anything like this. Like, yeah, you, you need something to just kind of cheer you up. It's seven it, minutes long, and it's just filled yeah. with goodness. It took so, yeah. it took four cartoon Australian dogs to to <laughs> to convince me that humanity is is uh, worthwhile. But didn't it depress you? Where'd you like? Hey, this is a show about four dogs, and it was, and that's what the other thing I watched was about, and that was bad. <laughs> Made by infinitely better filmmakers. Well. <laughs> you watched the same thing, a dog. <laughs> yeah, but this one was done better. So there you go. And but that's the depressing minutes. part. The best, the best, the biggest. CBS is the biggest TV company in the world, and they did four dogs way worse. That didn't upset you. It didn't depress you. I'm depressed. <laughs> I want a sweater. I want a crew neck sweater that's the entire Chewbacca family, and underneath it, it just says four dogs way worse," <laughs> <laughs> with no context. 
Let's make it happen, everyone. I think I know a guy. There we go. We just need four of those made up, and we can be the only ones. Yes, please. I, I, will, I will wear that. Honestly, if you make it, I will, if you make it, send me it. Don't charge like a thousand dollars. You know, like make it a normal price for something you knit. I will pay you to ship it to me. To all, I'll pay you to ship it to all of us. <laughs> all right. Well, and I think on that we should probably bring this to a close because we have completely derailed from actually talking about this thing to anything else. Please, God, anything else. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> So with, with all of that, uh, I, I can only say now, seriously, thank you guys for even attempting to either rewatch this or relive it in the case of Mike <laughs> for, for, yeah, for going through this. Because, uh, again, I do sincerely apologize for not heeding Mike's warning properly. Um, Apology not accepted. I, yeah, no, I, fair enough. Um, I, I will say I... I personally think it was worth it just for uh, being able to talk to you guys about it and really just get get some interesting conversation going. But uh, uh, I'm sure everyone else disagrees. So, uh, (laughs) so yeah, uh, again, thank you very much to Mike, B-Rob, Adol for for coming back on and be willing to actually talk to me tonight. Um, Because you very... You, you would have been well within your right to have said, you know, something's come up. Uh, I don't I want to tell, tell you something, about Paul. Adventure. <laughs> That's what took you so long. Ah, I got it. No, Adventure. actually, I was eating a, eating a banana. Excitement. Good TV. <laughs> a Jedi seeks not these things. Okay, buddy. Anytime you want me to watch that. Piece of shit. Yeah, again, I, I can only thank you guys. In the, again and again for doing this it was it was a blast having you guys on and uh hell let's just round robin it uh you know in the order that we did the episodes and so mike if people want to reach out to you where can they find you well i don't do plugs because they're insufferable and they have this certain tone but i'll do it okay never mind (laughs) (laughs) i'm fine with that they'll find me no i'm serious about it go ahead Okay, uh, all right. <laughs> uh, uh, whatever. Mike Fallick. Look me up. I'm the only one with that name. There you go. All right. Uh, B-Rob, you're up next. Where can people find you? You can find me on the interwebs at randomrob.com. Ooh. Oh, right. Wow. What a voice. <laughs> so sonorous. Can you say in a world? In a world. Wow. <laughs> Amazing. Can you say right. Move over, James Cinemax. Old Young. Uh, I wouldn't say all that. <laughs> <laughs> well, move over uh, old, what's his name? That guy. Uh, yeah. John Bailey, I believe. That's his name. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yeah, all right. And so, Adol, if you want to go up next after that sultry tones of B-Rob, where can people find you? <laughs> of course, you can find me on social media at Adol Refai, um, and you can check out my podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern, and Hey Riddle Riddle. Cat in the uh, fiddle. Yeah, the cow jumped over the moon. Exactly. (laughs) Yes, definitely do go check out those. And uh, pretty much everything that all of these guys are in, they're just fantastic stuff uh, here, there, and everywhere. Uh, And thank you guys for listening to whatever the hell this was. (laughs) 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 Yes, and, uh, and once again, I will emphatically say... Do not watch the Star Wars Holiday Special if you haven't already subjected yourself to it. Please. Please, please don't. This is not to be funny. <laughs> no, no, yes, absolutely. I'm, I'm completely serious when I mean that. <laughs> I mean it now. Don't see it. Um, but. I, I, do think, uh, I do think Just a Groomer is going to be the new, like, who's on first. In, yep. In the story where it's like, Just a Groomer? No, no, no. <laughs> and it's like a 10-minute sketch of talking about all the things this groomer does. Sorry to elongate this. <laughs> no, like the holiday special, there's no rhyme or reason when this ends. Mm-hmm. The plugs, mm-hmm. more bits. How long? How much longer will it go on? Are you on the hey. treadmill? Keep running. The pain hey. you experience is getting this you is closer the part to. Yeah, it goes on, on and, and on, my friend. Some people started Star casting it, not knowing what it was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Folks, I try and end it, and they just keep pulling you back in. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, you want to watch Godfather uh, Two? I'll watch Godfather Two with all y'all. Hell yeah! <laughs> now that you say pulling me back in, let's 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 yeah, let's watch that. 
Or three, sorry. Godfather three. That's what I meant. Well, you ever seen that, Paul? Um, I'll be perfectly honest. Uh, uh, and given that you guys are the ones that helped me watch Star Wars, you're going to appreciate this. I have still yet to watch in its entirety any of the Godfather films as well. So, well, we got it. That's how we got to do a reunion is Godfather 3. Yeah, Another piece of dog shit. How about <laughs> we do that next year? Yeah. Next year. This year. Of course, yes. That will be. My milkshake <laughs> brings all the girls to the. Yeah. yeah. We've really got to finish this. Hey, what, about, <laughs> what about losers? Have you watched that yet? Anyways, the end of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Wait, I have yes. more recommendations too. Yeah, uh, everyone go watch Doom Patrol. <laughs> it made me cry. It's great. You know what? <laughs> I watched Doom Patrol, and they played that one song by uh, Frank Ocean in uh, one of the seasons or whatever. And ever since I've seen it on Do- or heard it on Doom Patrol, I've heard it on two or three other movies and uh, TV series as well. Yeah. Mm. Ah, yeah, just just like when you get a new car and then you just start seeing that car everywhere. It's like, wow. Yes. Bader Me- Meinhof, whatever that's called. Right? Isn't that it? What's that one Something called? along those lines. Sure. <laughs> I knew I'd get uh, something more pretentious in than what I said earlier. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, this well is done. the end. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> yes, thank you, Adam. <laughs> uh, seriously, everyone, thank you for listening. Do not watch this film, and I'll see you next time. Bye. <laughs>